Welcome to Hacking the Hustle. This is your host, Benjamin Sklar. Thank you for coming to the show. I'm really excited to have my friend Henry Bao on the, on the podcast. Henry, how do you pronounce your last name? You got it, Bao. Like, you know the, the Netflix? Um, there was a short film that won the Oscar called Bao. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. But it's irrelevant. <laughs> Let's keep it going. So Henry, for those of you Henry is an awesome guy. I met Henry in college in the library. And he's Vietnamese and he just looked like he was the king of the library. So I had to introduce myself. And today Henry is based in Vietnam and he's the CEO and founder of a company called Nexus Labs, which is a growth marketing firm. He's worked at Tesla, Nextdoor, and he went to Oxford and he speaks French and Vietnamese. And he's definitely a globetrotter. If you follow him on Instagram, he's in a different part of the world every other picture. And I highly respect Henry. I think he's going to be a huge celebrity in Asia. So I'm really excited to have him on the show to talk about connection and growth marketing and everything else in between. So let's kick it off, Henry. Tell me about your background. I'm really curious about your family, where you grew up. Who, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm Vietnamese, but I'm, I'm also American, so I'm a dual citizen of both countries. And I should think of myself as a global citizen, you know, this idea that we all connected. And definitely super lucky to have traveled the world. I've worked for eight years at technology companies like Tesla and most recently at a startup that was acquired for $80 million. And so after my education tech company was acquired, uh, in 2019, I traveled the world for four months. I was in Africa, all over Europe, and then back in Asia. And I've been back in Vietnam for a year now, been involved with a lot of media projects and TV and acting. And I will be in an action movie this year. So it's just super fun to, to be in media now and becoming a media personality here in Asia. Wow. Well, I can't imagine. So what is it like to become, what is going on in the media landscape in Asia? <laughs> Educate us, listeners. A lot. I mean, a lot. I mean, as you know, Asia has got this crazy growth happening. It's super dynamic. Vietnam has done incredibly well with COVID. So um, we are super lucky to have only, you know, even though we share a border with China, we um, shut down the country early and lockdowns early. So um, only over a thousand cases and only 35 deaths. So life pretty much went back to normal. Um, so very grateful we have the big events where I MC here in the past year um, and Vietnam is, is on track to become an Asian dragon in the near future I'm sure Ooh, I like that Asian dragon so what, what, do, you, what do you mean by <laughs> MC all... talk show hosts you're going to be in an action film tell us about all of this yeah it's, it's, it's like a general theme throughout my career has been you know at Tesla next door it's, I work in teams that build community. Uh, at Tesla, I was part of the ambassador marketing team. So essentially using community as a innovative way to share the Tesla message and get people to go green um, at a super cool company, right? Next door is the same is how can we have neighbors start talking to each other so that good things start happening. And that's also building community on a global scale. And as a TV host and MC, what I do is I, connect people on stage. I share stories and connect the audience in front of a camera on TV. And so it's like doing what I've been doing, but in a different angle and on a, I think, a bigger platform. 
Fascinating. And I, I just get so much happiness from it. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and just being a global citizen, having lived in the U.S. and Europe for 16 years, being back home in Asia now, I get to be that person sharing the message and sharing what I've learned overseas back here in Vietnam. And also Vietnam is joining the world at a really fast pace. So I get to connect Vietnam with the world as well. It's been really exciting. That is very exciting. What do you think is your <laughs> unique ability? I think we share this. I have this in common, but the ability to connect people, to, to gather people, to, to, to share positivity and, and love and joy and connection. Yeah. I feel like I was at Burning Man. I've been going for five years and every year I go, it's just like going home and like this, this feeling of oneness just keep growing to me. And I think that's, that's one of my special ability to connect people and, and share the positivity. Do you feel like it's a skill that you're born with or is it something that you can learn? Mm, great question. I actually used to, used to be such an introvert in high school, but over time traveling the world and every time I moved to a new country, like when I first came to the U.S. many years ago in college, um, having to immediately navigate a new environment, like having to really open myself up. I was forced to do it, but like mostly like, I have to do that in class and also to make new friends in a foreign country. And then eventually start to develop this empathy to just like start to be really curious about people and start to listen. Um, and so I think the, the curiosity is something that really helped me in my career as well, the empathy. Um, so I think it's something that's both innate, but also things that we have to deal over time uh, as soft skills, right? Things that, that you develop in the workplace, but also with maturity and life experiences. Do you feel like the people who are hiring you to be an MC or a talk show host or an actor, they also are connectors and have empathy and they mm. see that in you and they see themselves in you and that's why they want to hire you? Or is it because of well, some reason? I, <laughs> well, I think so, so to be an MC, it depends on the show, but, you know, having the knowledge helpful, having the right looks is really important because, you know, you're in front of TV and you're in national TV, so... Um, I think in entertainment, just having the looks really helps. Um, yeah, and I think oh. it's... Mm -hmm. Tell me about how you're connecting yeah. with... If your goal is to become an actor and a celebrity in Vietnam mm. and Asia, mm. how can you leverage your skill set of being a <laughs> to meet with the people to put you in the position where you can <laughs> grow? Mm. So, so actually, I, I did a lot of acting training in the past year. I think um, acting is such an art. And at first, I had no idea what I was getting into. Right? It's, I was taking acting training with this well-known director called Kathy Wing in Vietnam. And um, I think being an actor is a lot about like telling stories, but with your entire body and your entire being. Like when you're an actor, you're like living that character for like a month or so or more. And, you know, we learn storytelling, right? In college, in at work, as in life, like we share stories every day as a human being. But like being an actor is like, how can you live and share the emotions of that character? Like doing that on like an entire being kind of a kind of involvement is really difficult, actually. Um, so I think I have to learn how to just be really vulnerable and not stop caring about being right but just 
being vulnerable enough to just live a character mm-hmm. and connect with the audience, connect my partner. I think acting is all about connecting your partner mm-hmm. and um, making them look good and just being with that moment with them 100%. So the connection piece is really important in acting, I've learned, because it's all about connecting your partner, your acting partner Beautiful. at that moment. I want to ask you about Vietnam. I feel like me and my friends, my, my bubble, we don't know anything about Vietnam. We don't know about Vietnamese <laughs> people or culture or even Asian culture besides that <laughs> visited once or twice. Yeah. Give me a mm. breakdown of what do I need to know? What do American millennials need to know about Asia <laughs> to be up to date mm. with what's going on in the world? Mm. Well, there's a lot of ha- economic growth happening in Asia. A lot of foreign direct investment, like Samsung, like produced a lot of its phones in Vietnam. Apple is moving a lot of its factory to Vietnam. IBM, Intel, a bunch of companies are moving here. So Vietnam is exploding economically. Um, so standard of living has gone up significantly in the past five to 10 years. And Vietnamese people are just super friendly and open. So you fit in right here, Benji, like just very friendly people. And they say it's the next Thailand, um, meaning just like in terms of tourism, has so much to see. There's Halong Bay, there's like the biggest cave in the world is here. And like this entire country is coastal and beaches. It's really beautiful and mountains and just really beautiful country. Um, people know Vietnam as a country with like the war and, you know, um, things in the past, but it's a very forward looking, positive country to be here right now. And so a lot of people are moving here. Um, so yeah, it's just super fun being back here after so, so, so long, like 16 years being away. I'm just like blown away by how much this country has changed. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll be here for the next couple of years or at least being back and forth between here in the States. And um, Asia in general, just blooming and super fun place. How do Asians <laughs> you definitely come America? visit? <laughs> how do, you, how do you your friends see America? <laughs> we like... So people call people like myself here, like Viet Kiel, people I mean like overseas Vietnamese who are not being back in Vietnam. Um, people really value people who have foreign backgrounds here. It's, you know, a lot of experiences to share. Um, yeah, like they think of the U.S. as a country with like, obviously like a lot of culture um, preferences, like culture influence, you know, like this really does a Netflix show called Bling Empire a bunch of Asians in LA and it's like also like blowing up here and I have a friend Kevin Kreider who's on the show I'm just super excited to see him on the show <laughs> so yeah it's definitely like a lot of Asian culture I'm sorry um, American culture in Asia mm-hmm. but if you go visit here people will love you especially like you being Benji and just being so much energy positive energy around you <laughs> I appreciate that you always make me feel good about myself yeah. you're always positive <laughs> So let's talk about um, content. You're creating a lot of content I see on social media. What's the strategy behind that? Mm. Watching last something I'd love to just talk to you more about, but you know, I had this conversation with a friend of mine who um, he has a pretty well-known channel on, on in Vietnam called Dustin on the go. And he's like, Essentially, we're talking about how everyone now is a content creator, right? We have things on social media. It's so easy to like share what we are about and what we care about in the world. Um, on TikTok, TikTok is really big in Asia. I know like the US banned TikTok. 
<laughs> I don't know. Is that still a thing? TikTok in the, in the US? No, we um, still use it. But it's really big in Asia. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool, good. Um, but yeah, so being a content creator is about like sharing what you care about and what you truly are about. So um, I'm thinking about starting a podcast about community and connection soon. Um, obviously, like being in the movie district would help with just being on a platform and more TV shows here. So yeah, what's your take on being a content creator? What does it mean for you? Why are you doing this? Me? Why am I creating content? Yeah. It's a great question. I, I've been uh-huh. thinking a lot about it. I created a podcast because I thought it would be fun to interview people. I, this is my 51st episode. So it's essentially recording 51 conversations with five. Wow. And I'm learning now after 51 episodes <laughs> that I need to have a strategy behind what I'm doing. And it has to be... Uh, but I don't want to be creating content just to create content as a top of funnel marketing strategy to help my bottom line. And like every episode has to do with mm. money at the end of the day. I want it to be about adding value to the audience, to the listeners. So I need to choose a, a lane. It's going to be either startups mm. or real estate. I'm both uh, lanes right now in my conversations, where my head's at, what I'm interested in. And can I be both real estate mm. and startups at the same time? as a lawyer, entrepreneur, mm. founder, developer, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to choose mm. one. And so we'll find out because mm. I graduated from law school this May and I'm going to have, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to. Wow. Choose congratulations. What do, you think, what, what do you think I am? A real estate guy or a startup guy? I can be both. Well, well, you haven't asked me any questions about any of those things. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's talk about your startup. You have a company. You, you, you're the founder of a company. Tell me about it. What's it? What's yes. The yeah. Doing? I mean, I've, I've been in this like, entrepreneurship journey for four years now. Um, it came after Tesla. So I, I left Tesla and joined a venture fund called Techstars. Mm-hmm. So it's mentoring a lot of startups in there. And I'm still a mentor to Techstar and the Oxford Foundry, which is a venture fund and accelerator um, out of Oxford University, where I went to school. Um, so mentoring companies in the, in the UK, in the US, um, healthcare to e-commerce to um, AI, and more recently, cryptocurrency. So getting really involved with entrepreneurship and myself being an agency founder, um, a marketing and community architecture agency founder. I'm also an uh, entrepreneur myself. And now as a media professional, also thinking of my brand as a startup, so I think being entrepreneurship is a really fun journey and there's just something about entrepreneurs that um, I myself, I'm one, I, I gravitate towards other entrepreneurs because I um, have this constant desire to learn new things and to do new things and to be surrounded by, I think, optimism and just adventure. And that's what I think entrepreneurship is all about. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Surrounded by optimism and thinking of your brand as a startup itself. What is your brand what do you want your brand to be henry <laughs> well mm, my message is about connection and co-elevation so how can we become better as a community um you know staying committed to one another so that we, we can go higher together right and right now i'm doing this in vietnam so vietnam is my destination for the next year or so but i can imagine doing this on a more global scale um yeah so so that's that's currently where where it is yeah so who's your lawyer who set you who set up your legal entity 
<laughs> Wait, this question is not related to the last one. Um, but related to the setup theme as a whole. Um. <laughs> I, think, I think my questions I... have nothing to do with one or the other. I need to figure my stuff out. <laughs> no, just um, I'm just being facetious. Um, I it got um, I think Wisconsin. No, no, hold on. It was four years ago, so I, I forgot because I I set up two companies actually, but the LLC was set up in um, Wyoming. Yes, it was. Yeah, Wyoming. <laughs> What advice? Yeah, what um, advice do you have for I, I got, someone who's going to do something similar to you? Share them the mistakes you made so they don't have to make it. Mm, the mistakes. The biggest thing for me is just like to, for me and also for a lot of entrepreneurs I work with, is to live in actions and not in ideas. The reason is that as a startup or entrepreneur, you we have a lot of luxury to just start doing things. And a lot of people, because of all the plans we have, or, you know, got to be a big launch or it got to be this and that, like just living too many ideas, it's really hard to just test it out. Like you start doing stuff. And then immediately for me, like I just start learning what's working, what's not working. Um, like just course corrected really quickly versus just like living in the plan. So I think the biggest thing is just to, to start doing it. And then immediately like, you know, what works, what doesn't. That's also the big industry we have to start up, right? Is um, any startup is that we don't we have luxury of not having to go through red tape or processes at the big companies and the big guys, so we can innovate a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me about your ideal lead. Who's a potential customer for you, and what's their profile? <laughs> well, so right now I am. Scaling a bit back on my agency work, you know, I used to work with a lot of startups and I work with them on ambassador marketing and growth marketing, digital marketing. But right now I've been really busy with the digital um, media, uh, being a media professional now. So I would say, yeah, I mean, I'm still mentoring a lot of startups. So, um, yeah. Got it. I remember visiting you at Techstars and... I pitched you yes. one of my startup ideas and we broke it down on the whiteboard <laughs> and, and we realized that I had yes. a lot of work to do. The drone idea. Oh, the drone idea. Yes. That I thought at the time that was such a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just right, right to your, um, your, your military service in um, Afghanistan. In Israel. Next door. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, Henry. Was four years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, a long time ago. Henry, I have a startup idea, and it's yeah. an online platform where companies hire freelancers to attend networking events on their behalf to generate mm. leads. If this was your business, how would you go about marketing it? Mm. So who who's your customers? The customers your are clients? people who have a product or service and they believe that their potential customers are at networking events. And Mm. if they could only get in front of them by meeting them face to face and having Mm. genuine conversations, that is the best lead generation strategy. And they themselves don't need to be at the event. They can have someone like me or another charismatic and well-spoken freelancer on their behalf doing Mm. it. Yeah. So it seems like this business, by the way, it seems like a really neat idea. Is um, 
a two-sided marketplace, you have people who are companies that would need some people to help represent them. And then on the other hand, you have people who are agents who are being at the events themselves, right? Correct. So, yeah. So the, the way I think about this is I would approach this from both sides. So on the company side, I would reach out to the companies, um, essentially like go where the best channel would be maybe email marketing or go to events where they would be. Um, maybe like do more thought leadership about uh, content marketing so I can get the word out there about my company. Um, and then on the other hand, for the people who might be able to um, collaborate collaborate with me to to help with events, you know, the the agents themselves, maybe hire more people, yeah, as contractors or W two employees, but essentially reach out to those people and share with them why it would be such a good place to work. Uh, they have flexibility. Maybe they can do that virtually now. A lot of virtual events, essentially, explain the benefits. Um, and get them on board. So I think it's a two-sided marketplace kind of marketing problem. Yeah. You're hired. <laughs> all, right, all right, so Henry, before, I, before we wrap up, let me ask you a few questions. What is something about you that most people don't know? Hmm. Wow. Dude, this is, I, this is a deep question. Mm. Obviously, there's a lot of things about a lot of people that we don't know about, right? Right. Um, so try to pick one that I want to share right now with you and other in the audience. Can I like what is one thing about you that a lot of people don't know that you want to share? I'm curious, uh, like how would you answer back, the question? Um, I think I am extremely motivated and ambitious and mm. most people don't know that i think that i'm kind-hearted in a way that most people don't know and i think i'm very distracted mm. i have ADD. <laughs> i have ADD with my career goals wow. and that's something that i think people do know i'm like very i don't know it's very hard for me mm. to say like i'm gonna be a lawyer and just commit to it mm. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I am an entrepreneur like you. I'm, I love ideas. I love action. I love exciting things. And it's hard to just pigeonhole yourself as like, I'm a lawyer or I'm a salesman. And it's just so stunting of your growth. So I think uh, that's my biggest flaw. That's my biggest problem is not being able to choose a path and stick with it. Or it's my greatest strength because maybe 10 years from now, I'm going to look back and say, mm-hmm. oh, thank God I had so many different eggs in different baskets because now mm-hmm. all of them are doing, all of them are mm-hmm. growing. But we'll see. We'll find out. Give mm-hmm. me 10 years. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, actually, I can identify with that myself as well. But we say like one thing that a lot of people don't know about me is that I'm actually like um, very introverted, even though I'm like super extroverted. So like for my, for my work, right, I have to be very extroverted, you know, to like to move people on stage, to like be funny on stage, connect people. And I host a lot of events myself, but I actually need a lot of time alone. So in the morning I do a long meditation. I get into like this journaling habit in the morning and evening. So I need a lot of time to like recharge my energy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's important to have that balance for, from, for myself is to like, be with people, but also need a lot of time alone. Like mm-hmm. I once like went to the mountains by myself for a week just to like recharge my energy and just, just check in with Henry. Like what does Henry need right now? Where is he at? 
Um, so I think that's something a lot of people don't know about me. Like they look at me like being so like, oh yeah, let's just do this, right? Uh -huh. um, they think that I'm such an extrovert, but I, I am, but also I, I need a lot of time alone and I think that's, that's healthy for myself, yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. All right, last question, Henry. <laughs> if there was one thing you could yeah. do to improve <laughs> the world and make Ooh. this world a better place, Whoa. what would you do and why? <laughs> Ooh, like that. Hmm. What would I do? I would so to go back to the, the the idea of oneness that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. I would, if I had a magic wand, I would wish that everyone, um, myself included, um, just let go of judgment and just be more open to, to deep connection. And so we can go higher together as, as a whole. Um, so yeah, I wish for all of us to just always feel connected. And yeah, because we are one. That's, that's my wish for the world. Beautiful. I'm all about it. Where can people <laughs> find you, Henry, on social media or, or, the, or the movie theaters? Where can people learn about you more? Yeah, it's, uh, my Instagram is henrybow underscore underscore. Um, Henry, Henry Bow on Facebook, Henry Bow everywhere. Um, yeah, love to stay connected. And it's just so good to see you again, brother. You too, Henry. I have no doubt you're going to be a super famous celebrity in Asia. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I picture you on the cover of magazines. I'm excited to see where you go. <laughs> it's always been fun staying in touch with you. Thanks for hopping on the show. And, um, and I'll let you know when it goes live. I appreciate it, Henry. Absolutely. All right. Um, take care and uh, best wishes. Really good Thanks. to see you again. You too, yeah. Henry. Fun times. <laughs> <laughs>